Well, go ahead and do this. Turn in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. We're continuing, of course, our study in Grow Groups. We're calling it Victory Over Death, which is really a great title. It's a great story because uh, we have victory over sin and death. And, and uh, one of the great things is we realize is death is not the end. And when you look around, you see people who get sick and they die and things happen to them. And one of the great truths is that death is not the end because what Jesus Christ is doing. Jesus Christ came to the earth and died on the cross to pay for sin and rose again to conquer death. So what he's done is taking care of the sin debt for every human being. He's the satisfactory payment not for our sins only, but for the sins of the entire world. And then he rose again conquering death. In Adam all die, but in Christ all will be made alive. And so Jesus Christ is the one who gives us the victory. And so by faith in Jesus Christ... We have eternal life. And, of course, that's different than living forever, but we'll talk more about that at a different time. As we look at the world, we see sin and death and sadness and sickness. And we're going to even raise the question, and we'll see it not necessarily this week, but in, in uh, some more some weeks to come. Where, where do people go when they die? What happens? And uh, so we'll see that. This morning, we're going to look at the different kinds of death in the Bible. And there's a number of different ways that we can look at it, and we'll see it as we put it together. But here's really our goal, is to understand the truth from God's Word concerning death and then our victory, and to be encouraged as we know and apply the Bible in our lives, knowing that we have victory over death. So there's some great things there. Well, there's a lot of words in the Bible that are used in a lot of different ways, a lot of words that are used in our lives, like the word love. We talk about love, and and it's used all the time, and we all want to be loved, and we all want to love, and that kind of thing, but the word can be a lot of things, because number one, I love my wife, okay, but then at the same time, I love ice cream, right, and I love football, and when we say that, even though it's the same word, it has a little bit different connotation because we know the love for my wife is different than football or ice cream, that kind of thing. But so when we can say love, in fact, if you go to the New Testament now, since the Greek language is so specific, there are at least four or five different words for love. Uh, two, are, two are found in the scripture, the word phileo, which means kind of a, a back and forth type of love. And then there's the word agape, which is the love that's God's love, the love that we can have for one another. There's a Greek word eros that's not even found in the Bible, but we get the word erotic from it. It's more of a physical type love. There's a word storge, which is basically a connection type thing. So there's words like that all over the place. The, th- the word death. And, and when people see the word death, almost every time a, word, a person sees the word death, they think of physical death. But we're going to see that there are a lot of different deaths in the Bible. In fact, we're going to look at four of them this morning, and, and we'll just touch on, we're going to touch on three, and then sort of just barely get the last one, and then come back next week with a little bit more details, especially on the last one. And so uh, the word death has a different number of different meanings, and most of the time we think of physical death. Let me give you the outline, remind you of what we did when we started this study. We start with just the whole idea of the introduction, and that when people think about death, there's a fear because it's unknown. A lot people say, well, you know, I know about what's going to happen when I die, but at the same time, since I've never died before, you know, it's kind of a scary type aspect, but what we knew is we have victory in Jesus Christ, and so we then looked at the definition of death, and which is separation, and we saw last time where death came from. It came Adam and Eve in the garden, and we spent some time last week talking about in the garden how God made a promise to him. God basically said, you could eat from any tree, but don't eat from that one, and the day you eat from that tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, what happens? Dying you shall surely die. Dying spiritually, you'll die physically. And they ate and they died and that death passed upon all. Romans 5.12 is through one man. Sin in the world and death by sin, death passed upon 
all for all sin, and so in the sense that uh, everybody dies. And so we look at the, this morning, and we're going to look at death, the different kinds of death. There's spiritual death, physical death, eternal death, and temporal death. And we'll talk about those. And then as we go, whoops, I think I hit, did I hit the wrong button? Uh, we'll get it back. Uh, that's, uh, uh, would you all mind giving a lot more money if, if we could at this time? <laughs> How do we get it back? Can you get it back to what we're supposed to? Yeah, there we go. Okay. Yeah, there, thank you so much. What did I do? Did I hit, I hit something wrong? Which is not uncommon that I did something wrong. But anyway, so this, then we're going to look at victory, God's victory uh, over death. And we see that death is conquered both spiritual, eternal. That's, uh, that's supposed to be eternal, physical, excuse me, spiritual, physical, eternal, and temporal. So there's a mistake on that uh, thing. And then life after death. And that, we're going to look at that for a little bit. Because people say, well, where do they go? And you realize that before Jesus Christ died on the cross, people, both believers and unbelievers, went to a certain place. After Jesus Christ had died on the cross, believers and unbelievers go different places. And we're going to see that, and we'll see how that ties together. I hope I can hit the right button here in just a second. But that's, that's where we are. So let, let's begin. Let's just think about this. And we started with the whole idea that there's a fear sometimes connected. In, in the book of Hebrews, it talks about how Jesus Christ has, has defeated the one who has the, has the fear over death. That's Satan. We have victory. Our victory over death is in Jesus Christ. And that's why I love the verse in 1 Corinthians 15, 7, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ died on the cross, paid for sin, and rose again, conquering death. Death's not the end. And there is victory. And I mentioned this last time, and let me just throw this out real quickly. When we say victory over death, that is for every human being, believers and unbelievers. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he paid for the sins of every human being, believers and unbelievers. When he conquered death, he conquered death for every human being. Believers are going to be raised from the dead, and we have what's known as eternal life, and we will live forever with Jesus Christ. Unbelievers are going to be raised from the dead because death is conquered, but they don't have what's called eternal life. They have what they call spiritual death, or the Bible calls it the second death, and they will exist forever separated. So the, the Jesus has conquered death for every human being. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We said that the definition of death is very simple. It's separation. When you say death, the Bible, when the Bible uses death, it's always separation. If it's a physical death, it's a separation from the soul, from the body. If it's a spiritual death, it's a person separated from God and that kind of thing. And so uh, we, we brought it up last week. Where did death come from? It came through Adam. Uh, and that, a lot of people don't grasp that. People come into this world dead in trespasses and sins. We're going to talk about it in just a minute. But death passed upon every human being. And so every time, listen, th- we don't think of it this way. Every time there is a death, a f- every time you see physical death, you should think sin. You should think sin. Now, we might say, well, that person is a nice person. Look, everybody dies. Why? Because Adam's sin brought death into the world, and every human being dies. Now, there's going to, there was two exceptions so far in the Old Testament, Enoch and, and Elijah, and there's going to be exceptions that one generation of believers, the generation of the church that's alive when Jesus Christ comes in the clouds, the dead in Christ will arise first. We who are alive and remain will be caught up together, so we won't die physically. But as a whole, physical death, when you see it, it's because of sin. And so every time we see death, and we ought to say, that's because we've all fallen and we need a Savior. When we look at the Bible, 
There are four kinds of death that we find in the Scripture. We mentioned them a while ago, and I just want to remind you of what they are before we look at them this morning. Spiritual death, physical death, eternal death, and temporal death. And so you look at that and you go, I don't understand all that. The temporal death actually goes with believers, and we'll talk more about that. So let's start, and let's just talk about spiritual death. Spiritual death, we come into the world. Now, this is what's amazing. We come into the world already spiritually dead. Spiritual death is that we're separated from God in a spiritual aspect. God is a spirit being, right? Is God spiritual? God is a spirit being. John 5.24 or 4.24, God is a spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So we come into this world and we are not spiritually alive. We, we're spiritually dead. We're separated from God. There is a spiritual death. And look at this. This is Ephesians 2.1. He says, you were dead. This talks about we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We come into this world and we're dead. We're dead in sin. We're separated from God. And so truthfully, we are physically alive, but spiritually dead. And that's what we're like. So here's the thing that, that, uh, that is, we don't always think about that people who do not know Christ, they are walking around in this world physically alive, spiritually dead. And that's why the movie, if you remember the movie, I've mentioned it many times, I love this illustration, but it matches. The movie, uh, uh, oh, what was, oh, I can't remember the name of it, uh, the, where the little guy could see dead people, what was that? The Sixth Sense, okay? He, said, he, he could see dead people. And he would say, I see dead people, but they what? They don't know that they're dead. We see dead people all the time. They don't know they're dead. You talk to an unbeliever just walking around and you say, by the way, you're dead. They say, I'm not dead. So, well, you're physically alive, but you're spiritually dead. I don't even know what you're talking about. And so people come into this world spiritually dead, physically alive, spiritually dead. Let me just show you this. We've seen this a lot of times. This is the unbeliever. The unbeliever has a body. The unbeliever has a soul, which is the part of us. It, 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 uh, the Hebrew word, uh, the Greek word is psyche. Suke, and we get psyche from it, like this is your psyche, this is what you think, it's the mind, emotion, and will, and then there's the flesh, which is the natural bent of us to sin, there's a conscience, which tells us right from wrong, the Bible actually says in Romans chapter 2, that God's laws, God's rights and wrongs have been written in our hearts, that's called the conscience, and so people, unbelievers walking around, they're dead spiritually, but they have a conscience, they have a soul, they have a flesh, which is the bent to sin, and they have a body, and that's what they are like. And so they come into this world dead in trespasses and sins. Now, when you become a believer, you become alive. And you become alive because now you become spiritually alive. We're going to talk about this in the next couple of weeks. But you were dead in trespasses and sins. He has now made you spiritually alive. We call it the human spirit. That's the best way to put it. You are spiritually dead. Now you're spiritually alive. And now you can know the things of God. An unbeliever cannot know the things of God because they don't have the human spirit. They're not spiritually alive. Also for us, which is so amazing, the Holy Spirit actually comes to live inside of every believer. And so this is what we look like. we got a body and a soul and a flesh and a conscience, and we're spiritually alive, human spirit, and we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. So when we say a person is spiritually dead, we could go back, and this is what they look like. They have a body and a soul and a conscience and a flesh, but they don't have a capacity to know and understand God because that's a spiritual thing. They're spiritually dead. They're spiritually separated from God. That's why the Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sins, but now he has made us 
alive. And so when you think about it, this is spiritual death. And as believers, we come into this world spiritually dead. Uh, and as unbelievers, we come into this world spiritually dead, physically alive, spiritually dead. And then there's a result, the result of spiritual death, which goes all the way back to the garden. He said, in the day that you eat the fruit, what's going to happen to you? Dying spiritually, you will die physical. Physical death is a result of spiritual death. And so what we see now is the old idea of physical death. Physical death is the separation of the body from the soul. That's what you get. When a person dies, the soul leaves the body. We've talked about this many times. There's, there's a person who's passed away, who's died, dead, and, we, and we, they, they have the casket for us, and they say we want people to go by. I mean, I've done over 100 funerals. I'd, I'd much rather do a wedding than a funeral. But anyway, bottom line is people line up, and they all look at the body, and they go, oh, they, they look so like sleeping. But if you ask them, do they really look like the person? What do they say? Not really, because the, the, what makes a person is this part of a person, this, this soul, the this spirit, all of the. So when a person dies, there, there's, there's nothing left. And so the physical death there is the separation, the soul from the body. When that person dies, the soul leaves the body. Now, let me just say one thing. The best we can tell from Scripture, and, and I'm just going to throw this out because we just did the study last fall on angels and demons. When a believer dies, it appears that an angel comes and takes them. Because the story in Luke chapter 16, when the rich man and the beggar, and when the beggar died, it said the angel came and took him. When the rich man died, who was not a believer, it just says he was buried. It didn't say angel came and got him. And so there's an aspect there, physical death, and what we see is there's physical death, and the consequences of Adam's sin is you die physically. He says, by the sweat of your face you shall eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken, for you are dust. Remember, what does the name Adamai mean? It means dirt. It's Adam is his name. Adamai is the Hebrew. Adam is our English. But the word Adamai means dirt. His name means dirt. So by the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground because from it you were taken. For you are what? You're dirt. You're Adamah. And to Adamah you shall return. You're going to go back to the dust. And so physical death is a result of spiritual death. If, listen, if something isn't done, I mean, the, the bottom line is unless Jesus Christ comes back and gets us, we're all going to die physically someday. Physical death is appointed for man to what? To die once and after that, the judgment. I want you to see something. The reason I want you to go to chapter 5 of Genesis is because after the fall, the fall happened in chapter 3, and then he gave some information in chapter 4. But in chapter 5, he begins the descendants of Adam. But I want you to notice that Adam, Genesis chapter 5 is often called the death chapter. Why? Well, because up to this point in time, you had Adam and Eve, and you had Cain and Abel and all that. Now, begin looking at chapter 5. Um, look at verse 5. So all the days of Adam, he lived 939 years. And what happened to him? He died. Look at verse 8. So the days of Seth were 912 years, and he what? What? What does it say? He died. Look at verse 11. So the days of Enosh were 905 years, and he what? Died. Look down at verse 14. So the days of Kenan were 910 years, and he what? Died. Verse 17. So Mahalo were 895 years, and he died. You look down at verse 20. So the days of Jared were 962 years, and he died. Enoch is a little bit unique, because verse 24 says, Enoch walked with God, and he was not for God took him. He didn't die. Then if you notice a little further down, so Methuselah, verse 27, he died. And 
you go to uh, uh, verse 31, Lamech, he died. And so the whole chapter is saying, here's these people, and what did they do? They died. What did God say back in chapter 3? If, if you eat from that fruit, you're going to what? You're going to die. And not only spiritual death, but physical death. And so what we have is physical death. Romans 5, 12, through one man's sin and the world, death by sin. Death by sin. Not only spiritual death, but physical death. So this is, this is uh, it's really horrible. Because what you have is a whole group of people walking around on this earth, thousands and thousands and thousands of people who are spiritually separated from God. And if something doesn't happen, they're going to die physically as well. And then that takes us to the third one. And that is eternal death. So think about this. The results. Where do, whoops. That's not. Oh, the end result of spiritual and physical death will be what? Eternal death. Eternal death is separation from God. If something isn't done, now the, the, the youth went to, a uh, b- bunch of people, went, the youth and some parents and everybody else went yesterday to a mall in Oklahoma City and they went in there and they uh, tried to share their faith. That, you know, I haven't got to all the stories, I haven't got anything yet, but I know that there were a lot of opportunities. Who knows, somebody may have trusted Christ. I, I wasn't there. But think about this. They went in there with the goal of saying, could they talk to some people? And if a person didn't know Christ, maybe Maybe they could tell them and they could put their faith in Christ. And what would they have? Eternal life. But let me tell you, if a person who is not a believer and who comes in this world spiritually dead and one of these days is going to physically die, if they physically die when they're spiritually dead, they're going to have eternal death, which means an eternal separation from God. And we don't, we act like that's no big deal. We all go, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, they're going to hell. Yeah. Okay, when was the last person you told? When was the last person you talked to about Christ? If we all think people are really without Jesus Christ going to hell, do we think he's the way, the truth, and the life, and no other way to get to the Father except through him? We all say yes. So if there is only one way, and it's Jesus, and he's right, then why aren't we telling anybody? Because if they come in the world spiritually dead and they die physically, they're going to be eternally separated from God. It's called eternal death. And we, we sometimes have become so numb to it, it's like either we don't really care or we don't really believe it, or we just say, I'm trying not to think about it. I mean, that's sort of how it boils down to. And, and so, you know, if people die without trusting Jesus Christ, it's not that they just die and they cease to exist. Where do they go? Where do unbelievers go when they experience eternal death? Ultimately, it's the lake of fire. It's the lake of fire, which is another name for what? what are we, what's the name everybody uses? Hell. The Bible doesn't really use the word hell. The Bible uses the word lake of fire. Okay? And, and, and look at this. This is Revelation 20, verse 14. It's called the second death. Death and Hades were thrown into the... They stand before the uh, great white throne judgment. If their names are not found written in the book of life, how do you get your name in the book of life? By faith in Jesus Christ. You have life, eternal life. These people don't have eternal life. What are they fixing to get? Eternal what? Death. It's called the second death. Then death and Hades were thrown in the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. If you get Matthew 25, 41, then he will say to those who have left, depart from me, accursed ones, into the what? The eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels. That's the lake of fire. Now, do we really believe that people who do not trust in Jesus Christ as Savior will be going to the lake of fire? The answer is yes, we do. Now, so why, why, and me, I'm talking to me too, why aren't we more 
getting out there and telling people. We're so concerned that somebody might not like us, or we might offend somebody, or that this is our next-door neighbor, and we might make them an enemy because we talk to them about Christ, and, and, and then all of a sudden they won't be our friend anymore. And so we'd rather have a friend that goes to hell than maybe somebody that doesn't like us that might go to heaven. Who knows? I mean, just think about it, and I'm just, just talking, I'm talking to myself here. Why don't I share my faith a lot more? Because let me tell you, I'm trained. I know how to do it. I mean, I can do it. So... You know, we've got to grasp the fact that without Jesus Christ, people are going to have eternal death. Eternal death. Yes, Bonita. I'm getting ready to ask a question here. It's probably stupid. No, it won't be. It can't be. We are all born without the relationship with God. Right, we're coming to this world spiritually dead. What about children who are born? There's got to be a coverage for them. Well, where is it? What is it? Okay, so, okay. All right, what about children uh, who die before they can put their faith in Christ? So what about people who are incapable, maybe some people come into this world and mental capacity, maybe they can never completely understand it, or maybe there's a baby in the womb, or maybe there's a brand new baby, or maybe there's a two-year-old, or a three-year-old, or a four-year-old. What about them? Because they're not able to put their faith in Christ, because when you put your faith in Christ, he gives you what? Eternal life and righteousness. Well... Do people go to hell because of their sins? The answer is no. Because Jesus Christ has already died on the cross to pay for the sins of every human being, including those who cannot believe in him. And what we mean cannot is they're not capable. I think God in his grace and mercy says that since he's paid for the sins, and he says the requirement is to believe, if a person is not capable of believing, I think God in his grace and mercy brings them to him because he always talks about come as little children. He loves children. He loves those who aren't able to believe in that sense. The best that I can understand from the scripture that when a person dies who is not capable of believing, God in his grace brings them to be with him because they, 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 they're not rejecting him because they don't even, they can't even comprehend it and understand it. So that's the best that I can understand on that. So if, but these other people, we're not talking about people who can't believe. We're talking about people who are rejecting, who continue to reject. And, and you understand there's not, a, there's not a fence that a person sits on and he's saying, I just hadn't decided yet. I don't know whether I'm going to believe or not believe. He who believes not is what? condemned already. Listen, there is no line like I'm just standing here and I'm really kind of in a limbo thing and one of these days I'll either say yes to Jesus or no to Jesus. If you're standing on this thing and you haven't said yes to Jesus, you've already said no to Jesus. John three seventeen. for Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world that the world through him might be saved. He that believes is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already because he has not what? Believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. It has nothing to do with sin. Sin's already dealt with. When people stand before Jesus at the judgments, at the great white throne judgment, it's not for their sins. Their names are not found written in the book of life, and they're cast into the lake of fire. So we want people to put their faith in Christ as Savior, okay? So it, the end result is whoever doesn't believe, they have eternal death. Let me give you one more, and I'm going to go real quickly through this one because next week, time is almost already up, and next week we'll hit on this. But the last one here is temporal death. 
and that's for believers. And what you may not realize that as a believer, all right, the moment you trust in Christ, you're born again, you become spiritually alive, and you have eternal life. And so you say, yeah, I'm in good shape. I am. I'm in good shape. I'm going to heaven. I may die physically, but I'm not spiritually dead anymore, and I have eternal life. So I'm in great shape. But you can still die. And when we say die, we're not talking about physical death here, and we're not talking about eternal death here. We're talking about temporal death, and that is out of fellowship with God. You die because, remember, death is what? What is death? Separation. And when you come into this world and you trust in Jesus Christ, you're in fellowship with Christ, but the moment you sin, you're not in fellowship with Christ, and so you've moved away in that sense. You've died in that sense. So there is a death involved as a believer. Let me just show you. Remember, death is at Romans 8, 6. For the mind, talking, he's talking to believers here. For the mind set on the flesh, the flesh is the sin part within us. For the mind set on the flesh is what? If you put your mind on the flesh, if you live according to the flesh, it's called sin. If you live according to sin, what happens to you? You what? You die. You die. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. And so this is dealing with the whole idea of relationship and fellowship. Relationship is forever. It can never change. The moment you trust in Jesus Christ as Savior, you're born in the family of God. You're a child of God. You have spiritual life. When you die physically, you'll be with Jesus Christ to be absent from the body is present with the Lord. But fellowship-wise, you can lose your fellowship with him because the moment you sin, the old saying is fellowship is two fellows in the same ship. The moment you sin, you're getting out of the boat. You're sinning. You're moving away from God. And that's what happens every time we sin, we move away from God. Go back to the garden. When Adam and Eve sinned, what did they do? They ran and hid. They moved away from God. It was God looking for them. When you sin, what do we do? I'm talking about as believers. What do we do? We basically move away from God. And so we're out of fellowship, and we're going to talk about what do we do there because this, we've got to deal with our sin. We're going to see it in the next couple of weeks. We have to confess our sin. He's faithful and just to do what? Forgive us and cleanse us, and we're back into fellowship. So th there, there is the whole idea of spiritual death, physical death, eternal death, and even temporal death, temporary death for us as believers. Now, we don't want to live as the Christian did. I think I've got, I don't know whether it's the next lesson or the next lesson because I get way ahead, but it says, do we want to, how, do we want to, to live our Christian lives dead? <laughs> Sounds funny. Do we want to live our Christian lives dead? The answer is no, we don't, because you can. You can live your Christian life dead, uh, fellowship separated from God being out of fellowship, having sin in our lives, and sin always brings death, and death is separation. So let me give you some, some applications just to think about. Look, let's understand the different kinds of death found in the Bible. What are they? They're what? Spiritual death, physical death, eternal death, and temporal death. Okay, that's the four. Understand them. Understand what they are. Number two, let's know why unbelievers cannot understand the spiritual truths of the Bible. Why can't they understand the spiritual things of the Bible? They are what? spiritually dead. You can't, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. That's why when you're talking, to, let me just throw this out, when you're talking to an unbeliever, don't talk about the six days of creation and Jonah and the well, and, and it, talk to them about the gospel. Talk to them about Jesus Christ's death and resurrection and putting their trust in him for eternal life because the Holy Spirit is not convicting them that Jonah was swallowed by fish. He's convicting them that they have not put their faith in Christ. That, 
That's where it says uh, the Holy Spirit will come and he will convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Sin because they have not believed. That's what he's going to be convicting them of. So don't ever get off the issue. When you're talking to an unbeliever, they can't understand the other things anyway, but they can understand this because the Holy Spirit's convicting them of the fact that they have not put their faith in Jesus Christ. The third thing is may we understand the terrible consequences of eternal death. And uh, we're going to see some of this as we go through it. As we go through the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus is going to talk about some of these things. And as we go through this study, we're going to talk about this. And then last but not least, may we be ready to share the good news so unbelievers can trust Christ and gain eternal life instead of eternal death. And, I mean, it's really true. And so if I just wish I was better at sharing my faith. I bet you do too. Maybe we'll do better starting today.